other day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Everyone, and welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Matt McMullen. This will be kind of a different kind of DTK. But uh, before we go into uh, this episode, let's let's do go around the world. Yeah, and stay uh, stay on that tradition. Yeah, with our DTK tradition. So uh, names and people all over the world listening to DTK. We have John in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, Steve is in. Cleet- celebrating Blake Bell's touchdown, by the way. Very pumped up about yeah, it. I'm should sure. have had a parade in Wichita. This all, week. all of Wichita is, is yeah. celebrating that. We have Steve in Cleethorpes, UK. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he's been a fan since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad is in Malaysia. Uh, Clarissa is in Spokane, Washington. We have a listener in Hawaii. Uh, Joe is in Nevada, Missouri. Last week we had a listener in Iowa, Louisiana. Yeah, and now we have a listener in Nevada, Missouri, and it's Nevada, Nevada. Yeah, that's why. So it's potato, potato. It's like it's not the Arkansas River in Kansas; it's the Arkansas River, but it's the Arkansas <laughs> River in Arkansas. But hey, home of Cotty College. Okay. Uh, so uh, Nevada. I'm learning things today. Yeah. Um, we have Richard in Southern California. Craig is in Miami, Oklahoma. Dennis is in Toganoxie, Kansas. Uh, Jay is in Yakima, Washington. Brandy is in Bangor, Maine. Declared at Chiefs Kingdom, New England. And remember the Broncos staff member that flagged me down at Mile High a few weeks ago that we mentioned on the show? He's undercover. We don't want to blow his cover. Well, he has given me permission to blow his cover. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. His name is Justin. He went to Blue Valley High School and then K-State. And now he's a Broncos employee, but uh, he is a proud and lifelong Chiefs fan who gave me permission to say that he is indeed a Chiefs fan undercover. So shout out to Justin. Oh, man, Justin. Hang in there, partner. Uh, wow, we've revealed your identity. Yep. Don't you know the Broncos are scrambling right now to go, who's our employee named Justin that's went to K-State and from Blue Valley? And I'll give you another one. You talked about Iowa, Louisiana, yeah. which is hilarious because uh, my uh, son-in-law's family's from Iowa, Louisiana. Nevada, Missouri. It's Miami, Oklahoma. You're kidding. I, no, the first year I was doing play-by-play, I was doing Pratt Junior College in Kansas, and we played N-E-O-A-N-M, Northeastern Oklahoma A&M, junior college and at the time they were like the premier team in junior college football they were they were a menace and i'm going miami oklahoma they're like it's miami 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 so we have not (laughs) we got nevada missouri yep we got miami Oklahoma. I, I usually try to do my best to look up like, oh, pronunciations. Awesome. It's just but awesome. when you see, I get it word, all the time. There, there was one last year. Uh, it was like Beatrice, Nebraska. It's Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah. 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 yeah same deal. Yeah. Same thing. Like you're going. Looks like Beatrice. Nope. It's Beatrice. <laughs> Home of the Orange, by the way. Of course. And a great high school uh, holiday basketball tournament in Beatrice, Nebraska, <laughs> Miami, Oklahoma. Home of NEO A&M and Nevada, Missouri. Nevada, Missouri. College. Um, this week's been a very different week, um, and quite honestly, whether it's uh, Chiefs Kingdom around the world uh, or any place in the National Football League, everything just froze. It just froze on Monday night, uh, watching the Bengals-Bills game and the situation with DeMar Hamlin. And I know you and I have talked about it since it happened, um, but we'll start with, like everybody else, but you know, I believe in the power of prayer. I've seen the power of prayer work uh, down through my life, and I give you all kinds of these scriptures about it. But we are praying for Namar and his family. For all intents and purposes, this is a uh, an amazing young man. And uh, we're going to start this DTK by just the empathy 
and the concern we have for DeMar uh, and his family and just praying for DeMar for a complete recovery. You and I spend our lives talking about football, right? And we get so into it. And we were both really excited to watch that game. And immediately, none of that mattered anymore. Didn't matter. At all. And uh, it was amazing <laughs> to see how the football-watching world came together. The NFL came together. And people from every corner of the world came together uh, immediately to support DeMar and the Bills and everything that he is going through. And uh, that continues right now. That'll continue until he hopefully makes a full recovery. But as much as we care about football and the outcomes and as passionate as we are about it, none of that matters when, as far as we can tell, an amazing young man, his life is on the line. He's fighting for his life. And uh, I think it's so amazing how his foundation has oh. raised so much money. And um, one thing that I've been seeing a lot in the last day or so is the anticipation for when he wakes up, he's going to see just how much everyone cares. And, uh, I know we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. It's, uh, affected the entire, uh, world or at least the, you know, the people that have followed this story and around the world and, uh, in our country, McKees Rock, Pennsylvania. And that's where the impact of his foundation is. He went to the university of Pittsburgh. So, Rick Burkholter, uh, this week is the 10-year anniversary of Andy Reid becoming the new head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, it's today, week. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's today. Yeah. And the 7th was his news conference. Uh, but today was the day where you're like, hey, Big Red's coming here. But one of the first calls he made was to Rick Burkholter uh, to try to get Rick to come. And Rick is our vice president for uh, performance and for athletic training. But he's one of the first people I thought of after thinking about DeMar and his family because Rick's a Pitt guy. He went to the University of Pittsburgh. He's been very involved with the Pitt Panthers really throughout Rick's uh, life. And DeMar made a decision, being a Pittsburgh native, to stay in town. He was highly recruited. Mike Tomlin, you know, re referenced it uh, in his comments from the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, DeMar stayed in town, played for Pitt, and a really good player for Buffalo. Um, but to see how much he loves his hometown, how his foundation helps his hometown, and how so people have just gone to the GoFundMe page, and that his balloon has given me uh, you know, faith in mankind again, but also tells me that uh, uh, DeMar has just a, a big impact. Yeah, and it shows that when horrible things like this happen, people just want to help and yeah. do whatever they can. Yeah. And the reality is, in a lot of ways, that's a helpless situation for everyone watching, save for the people on the field saving his life but what can you do you can make a difference by contributing money or your time or whatever you can toward what he has used his platform to bring awareness to and yeah. man like his goal for that fundraiser that toy drive was $2,500 and last I checked it's at like four million wow. and that's just amazing so that, that's the power of humanity and you're right so often we're reminded of the bad parts of humanity but from such a horrible event to see the good in humanity that came from that and people trying to lift him up and pray for him and do the right thing by him was pretty amazing. When DeMar comes to, he will also realize how many people were surrounding him to save his life, basically saved his life on that field. And that leads us where we're going next here on Defending the Kingdom, because I mentioned Rick Burkholter and some point in some place in time, we're going to deal with this issue in more detail with Rick and his staff.
But at that moment, on that field, the Cincinnati team doctors, the Buffalo team doctors, the Buffalo athletic trainers, the Cincinnati athletic trainers, um, the paramedics uh, to act that decisively, to act and have that kind of impact that quickly, we know now, saved DeMar's life. Um, and the procedures are in place here with the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we go into the Chiefs version, we need to talk about how Cincinnati and Buffalo and all of those professionals who many times now will volunteer their time to actually help with the teams came as one and saved DeMar's life. You never expect those things to happen. Obviously, do not want them to occur. But what's amazing about the NFL and Frankly, I think a lot of us have learned this in the wake of what happened on Monday because you see a lot of people standing on the sideline. You know everyone has a role and a job, but you you might not know what they do if you're just watching on TV, but everyone down there has a purpose, and a lot of those people are down there just in case something terrible happens. And every team has an emergency action plan for situations like that in place. It's something that's uh, done in the offseason every year. It's redone every single year. It's approved by the NFL, the Players Association, and a third-party expert. And they practice it at least once a year, is my understanding. And we actually practice it several times a year. Yeah, I guess every team has its own discretion, right? But you have to practice it at least once a year. Prior to each game, the officials on site go over the plan, and they know the things like, where's the level one trauma center that if something horrible happens, we're taking an individual to? Is there an ambulance on site? Is there a defibrillator on site? Um, There's an airway management physician on site on game day. Uh, There's just all kinds of stuff that's there in place. And hopefully nothing ever happens, right? But just in case it does, everyone's ready. And what was so amazing about that is it would be very easy. I think all of us watching at home, right, we're in shock of what's going on. But the people that are there that hopefully never have to do anything, they're ready just like that. They don't even hesitate. And it's life and death. And as we've learned, their quick action legitimately saved his life and it's just an amazing thing and we're so fortunate that those people are where they need to be and that they're prepared at a moment's notice they hope they're never needed but when they are they are ready in a split second and it's just amazing again a big kudos to the folks in Cincinnati and Buffalo for what they did uh, to help Damar but he did bring me and we've talked about Rick and his staff when coach came here and Rick was one of his first calls to come here, not only did you get Rick, but again, you get this uh, ripple effect of Rick's influence in his staff. He has a a huge influence in the athletic training community uh, throughout the country and the world, uh, for sure in the NFL. But you get the Julie Freimeyers of the world and Tiffany Morton and Evan Crafts and David Glover. I don't want to leave anybody out here, but they are not only amazing people, they are highly trained professionals that our players uh, and the kingdom is in really good hands with them. I'm going to get to the team doctors here in a second because people may know about Rick and his staff, probably don't. Most fans don't. They for sure don't know about the team docs, and they need to know uh, just how amazing this group of docs is. But Rick's group is exceptional. I've been in this league for 29 seasons. I've never seen a group like this from a standpoint of uh, their ability to act, react, be proactive, 
and they are at the ready, and they are just uh, phenomenal people. Yeah, Rick is also a leader nationally as well. Yep. Like we're so fortunate to have Rick leading our staff because I believe he's the best in the business, and there's a reason the Chiefs are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL at the end of the year every single season. But when you think about his resume, I mean, uh, spent more than 20 years with Coach Reed. Uh, he's been the president of the Professional Football Athletic Trainer Society. Uh, he's won multiple awards, and he's someone that I think everyone else, else in the league looks to for leadership at times. That was certainly the case during COVID. Unprecedented times, right? How do we handle all this? How are we going to make sure we get all these games in? Rick was a leader in that space, and he's certainly a leader in terms of how you treat athletes on a daily basis and he's a leader in determining what does a plan look like for something horrible happening on the field and we're so fortunate to to have rick around and to learn from rick and that he's in our building and i truly believe his influence permeates way beyond just kansas city it's every stadium every team in the league and I, I'm, I'm gonna leave somebody out i, I I'm live in fear of that but julie and tiffany and evan and david they're 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 incredible and so, and Rick has been able to create disciples, much like Coach Reed has done it in the coaching community, right? And it's not just the influence with our team, it's with other teams. But Rick not only does it himself, he invests his time and effort and then allows those people to grow uh, in those roles. And we've seen the byproduct of that. I'll just give you an indication. And Rick affects the entire uh, group of employees that work for the Kansas City Chiefs. COVID is a huge example. Rick was one of the leaders in how are we going to handle COVID in 2020 and 2021 and even to today. Um, but Rick, Rick led the whole, there were podcasts and there were Microsoft Teams meetings and there were, here's what you're going to do. Here's how we try to mitigate this. Here's what you do and not do. And Rick was such at the forefront of that, that it just gave everybody a somewhat of a sense of peace or at least a idea of a roadmap of what you do and and rick was brilliant during that time yeah he certainly was you know talking about this it reminds me of when i interviewed rick several years ago and something that he said really stuck with me and i think really kind of it explains what he's all about not just with player injuries specifically but how he handles individuals how he handles talking to staff members and dealing with situations like this he said that he learned from a young age that he does not treat injuries he treats people and that's so true in any line of work, right? I mean, people, working with people, that's the important thing. How do you interact with a person? And especially someone in his line of work or anyone in his line of work, including the people that were in Cincinnati on Monday, you have to know the person and the people that you're dealing with. And not even just DeMar, like all of the reactions of the players and how they're processing that and handling it, the way that the athletic training staffs handled those players and treated them as people, mm -hmm. how are you feeling? How are you processing this? What do you want to do? That says everything about how this profession is critical in sports and in life. And uh, just had a lot of thoughts about things like that in recent days and just how fortunate uh, our athletes are to have those individuals in place, Rick really being at the forefront of it, uh, to make sure that not just physical health, but mental health is taken into account. And uh, I don't know, we're, just, we're so lucky to have Rick and how he approaches these things uh, in our building tell you where else we're really fortunate and rick maybe not obvious to the to the general fan some know and we keep putting him out there so hopefully more know but what they do not know about is how incredible our team doctors are 
Oh, yeah. This is 29 seasons, as I mentioned, being the voice of the Chiefs. I've never seen a better group of team doctors. Now, let's be honest. Coach Reed talked about it Monday night on the Kingdom Show. This is even before the situation happened with DeMar. This is about an hour before it happened, so no one knew it was going to happen on that field. But he talked about the team doctors because you mentioned the Chiefs are in um, – have been in a, a really good spot as far as avoiding injuries, preventing them or treating them. But you also talked about people. You hear about a doctor having bedside manner, right? Um, and my daughter-in-law is a doctor. But this group of docs, their expertise, their personnel, their knowledge, their instinct, they are a also like Rick. They are not treating athletes or employees or coaches. They're treating people, and they get it. Let me just mention them here. Uh, Dr. Brian Vopat is one. Uh, Dr. Scott Mullen. Dr. Paul Schreppel. People now maybe know him more than anybody else because he put Patrick's knee back <laughs> yeah. right, in, in Denver. Had to make a decisive decision. And Save by the, the way, season. He's a Hutchinson Saltock. He played football for that great Hutchinson Saltock program in south-central Kansas. So if you see Paul fist pump in, say, go Saltocks. Dr. Mike Monaco, who's been with this team a long, long time, a Jeff City J, part of, he played football in that terrific program uh, in Jefferson City. Um, Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson is, is, gosh, one of my favorites. Played football at Baker for the Wildcats. He was at, he played football and was an, a multi-star athlete at Latham North, the alma mater of Darren Sproles, now Isaiah Simmons of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Luke won't be mentioned in that line with those guys as athletes, but he will as O.N. graduate in person. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of Luke Thompson. And then another name that you may find familiar of the six doctors that helped this team is Jean-Philippe Darche. Now, you're like, what? Where have I heard that name? Like, it's French. Yes, he's a French-Canadian. That was the long snapper for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, later in the 2000s. And he, uh, his son's a heck of an athlete. In fact, he just uh, committed to Penn. Wow. Uh, he plays, uh, played for the Blue Valley West Jaguars this year in high school football. Really good uh, linebacker, running back. He played him at quarterback some, and he's going to play Ivy League football for Penn. So great family there, but Jean-Philippe Darche. But these six doctors, I can't, man, I cannot talk about them enough in what they do to not only help our athletes but help our organization they, too, have to be ready. They have to be ready, just like those Cincinnati and Buffalo doctors were on that field. And many times it's, it's a difficult situation where you have just seconds in the most dire of circumstances. But I'm just going to give a big shout-out to our team doctors. Now you know who they are. Yeah. Uh, you can look them up and Google them if you want. But they're, they're a phenomenal phenomenal group of human beings who are great professionals. Yeah, just like the athletic training staff, they are unsung heroes. Yes, right, sir. truly yes, heroes is the best way to put it. They were heroes during COVID and how the NFL worked through all of that, and they're heroes every day with how they handle our players and treat them and treat the people in this building, not just players, it's also the staff members uh, in this building. Uh, we're, again, so fortunate to have the best of the best in the NFL treating and being ready for the worst events to occur. And again, you hope those things never happen, but you also hope, that if they do happen, the people on the sideline are prepared, they will not hesitate, and they're ready at a moment's notice, and they save lives. It's an amazing thing. And they saved DeMar Hamlin's life on Monday, on Monday Night Football. And the right people were in place to save someone's life. And it's just, it's just an incredible thing 
that, you know, you think about if we were in that moment and you can have training, but we're humans, right? And there's, there's shock involved for those individuals. There's not, they just handle it. They know what to do. And when seconds are at a premium, they know what to do. And I just can't say enough about them. And Rick has told me that they, we talked about the emergency action plan, but the chiefs practice it. They go over procedures on a routine basis and they drill this. Rick sent me pictures of it and we're going to get into this more. I think it's an off season episode that I think is worth it. It's yeah. got merit. Um, and maybe you get one of these team docs in here as well. But they drill it, maybe even more than – I don't say that, I don't know if they do it more than other teams or not. I just know that they have the procedures down. Who's going to code? Who, who's going to uh, – they have hand signals. Like, who's going to do what jobs? I mean, this is all uh, meted out. And then they have paramedics as well that they work with uh, here. And then these docs, our docs and our trainers go on the road. I mean, it's a, it's a small – army that goes on the road when we get on the plane to go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders and these docs and trainers will be on there and when they get on there they know that they have to be ready just like a home game but on the to be ready like a road game so uh again this episode is really do you mind if we don't talk about the Raiders and Chiefs right now works for me here's what here's what we're going to do make sure you go you can go to the chiefs.com you can go to the Chiefs app you'll find us Matt and I are going to talk about the game on Kingdom Conversations, I promise. And if you can find an episode of Hy-Vee Chiefs Insider, we'll talk about the game. But this episode to me seems like something else. And uh, it just, it's its prayers for tomorrow and it's the unsung heroes. Yeah. And that's where I think we're at. And I hope every fan of the Chiefs Kingdom appreciates what we have. Absolutely. It's so important. And that's what we, 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 what we have to learn from this, right? Moving forward is it was a horrible, horrible tragedy and how fortunate are our athletes to have the best of the best in place that if the unthinkable happens, they are ready to respond without a second's notice. And, and that's what we saw on Monday, and I'm confident uh, hopefully something like this never happens again. But if it does, those people will be ready, uh, and those people deserve to be celebrated. So he's Matt McMullen. I'm Mitch Holtis. We will continue with prayers for tomorrow, and we'll also – Recognize the unsung heroes. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.